Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. everybody you're listening to a new episode of spartan crazies with ryan and tim today we're going to talk uh msu basketball uh and uh, review this past week with the iowa and purdue games and preview the upcoming rutgers and maryland games um so tim if you want to go ahead and take it away go for it all right uh so last podcast we previewed Iowa and Purdue, and um, Ryan and I both thought that Iowa game would be a win and Purdue would be a loss, and that is exactly how it panned out. Now, I think both of us were a little more confident in the Iowa win that it would be a um, like a resounding win. It ended up being scary and very close to being a loss, honestly, but... Um, MSU did end up winning in an ugly game, a forgettable game. But a surprise wrinkle is that Malik Hall played in that game, which I was really, I guess, just, you know, even though we knew he was practicing, I thought they would be a little more, um, you know, careful with him. And he was out there, and he had basically MSU's play of the season so far. I don't know if you agree with that, but... Jaden Aiken's dunk is probably... I It was pretty... Yeah, those two are up there. Um, so, yeah, Malik Hall has, like, the biggest dunk I've seen from him in a Spartan uniform, you know, in the first game back <laughs> from a foot injury. So that was kind of fun. It definitely shows, like, it's not like he's some lost player who needs to kind of f- find his way back. Like, if he's healthy, he's going to be fine, I think. And, um... Against Purdue, correct me if I'm wrong, he hit a three, right? I think he, he did. did. So, a lot of the player we still see, um, we've seen. I think the rebounding thing is, it might he he's probably not going to go in hard for rebounds probably the rest of the season. Um, he's mentioned that it's a little bit of a scary concept for him right now, and I totally understand that. Um, that being said, you know Malik is an important player. Um, they did pull out the win against Iowa. Um, were you at the Iowa game? I went to the game, yeah. Give me, uh, give me your take. What, how was that game? Like, uh, crowd-wise or just overall? Just like, game? yeah, in general, all of it. Uh, I, I thought MSU played like garbage. Um, they found a way to win, so that's really all that matters, I guess. Um, I mean, Iowa shot like 20-something percent from three, so you're probably, you're, Gonna beat them probably ninety percent of the time when they do that, right? Um, Sanford, who's been lights out, I, was I don't ter- know. He was awful. I don't think he hit a. Sh- he had. A, a I think three. he hit one three. Okay, and then he obviously missed the two at the end. I I cannot believe he got that open look at the end of the game. I thought for sure he was hitting that. It was. Uh, I'll give um, Fran his a good credit. call. It was a pretty nifty little set they ran, and uh, they got the shot. It just didn't drop, yeah. and that would have been. 
devastating. Uh, yeah, that's the best word. Um, it would have been a absolute dagger through the heart for all the fans. And Hogard said after the game, because um, he missed the free throws, or it was the front, it was the front end of a one and one. He missed two. I think he missed two. No, he he he, he, he missed he missed three. I think he missed two earlier, and then he missed the front end of that. Yeah, and he's been struggling a little free throws. Um, he said that he was going to be sick, you know, had they lost because you know he could have put it away. Yeah, he played. So, he had an awful game. He did not play well. <clears throat> yeah, and then Purdue also struggled from the free throw line. A little worrying because that's like that's probably the leading free throw shooter yeah. on the team. Um, maybe in a landslide. It's three games. That's three. That's the missed the two in the Purdue game. Uh, at home, he's in his head about it. Yeah, there's def. There's no question. He's thinking too much about it, and um. If there's one thing I know about Izzo is he's going to have them sh- out there shooting free throws. Well, they they uh, there was a picture of Hogard going back out after the Iowa game shooting free throws right after. So Yeah, no, reporters were tweeting yeah. that he hadn't left yet. So um, it's not going to be for lack of trying, but uh, we're going to have to wait and see on the progress there. Some, a lot of it's mental. It's kind of the yips, you know. It's an easy thing. You get up there and, like, you just don't know how to act. Like, you know, it's it it's a mental game. It's between the ears. <clears throat> anyway. Um Yeah, I mean, Iowa, you get the win. That's the most important thing, right? I think I turned to my I had a friend come over to watch it. In the last game he came over to to watch, uh MSU lost horrifically, and I told him he couldn't come over to watch him anymore. But he he the curse is lifted on that. Uh, because they did get the win. Important that they get away with the win. I don't really, I don't really care. That exactly. Yeah. It's just, okay, one whole win, no loss there, take care of it at home court, whatever. Not a very good performance. Um, and then you go into Purdue. It's pretty much exactly what we, I expected it to be. that was going to happen. I mean, to a T. The, the sequence before halftime... My gosh. Um, Oh, man. It was like, you're just shaking your head. MSU gets called, or uh, sorry, Purdue gets called for four fouls in the first half. I mean, I know MSU does shoot a lot of jump shots, but, I mean, it's hard for me to sit there and believe that... um, after I watched the Illinois game where MSU shot no jump shots and went to the rim on every play and still got, like, four calls against uh, Illinois. It's like, what's happening here? Um, I don't know. The, it, I'm not going to say that the refs are the reason MSU didn't win against Purdue because that would be insane. Purdue is better just in general as a basketball team. Home court, MSU rarely does well at Mackey. Um, I think they're just kind of... They're, you know, other than the guard play, they're probably just operating, you know, better in every way. Now, I will say this. I'll let you get, don't forget what you're going to say. Um, Ethan Morton is a player, is a, this is a great example. This guy wasn't even, like, really playing basketball. He was just kind of out there as, like, the last option. Yeah. Well, last option, you have to have five players out there. He's not going to, like, do too much. Every time he got the ball and decided to go toward the rim, um, he just sent his body flying and would get the call. I mean, without fail, it was like they were already ready to call it. And 
I I truly believe this, and I know it's it's pretty easy for us to sit here and hate on Purdue. We don't like them in general, but they just swept us. Um, I think that Purdue is getting a little help from the conference officials right now. And when they get into the NCAA tournament, I think some of these Ethan Morton-type plays, the Zach Eady getting just absolutely... He's going to get called like, fouls in the tournament that he usually doesn't get called for. Um, yeah, and of course he's played... They've played other games that weren't in the Big Ten with refs that weren't from the Big Ten. They played in events. They beat other teams from other conferences. That's not what I'm saying. It's that the officiating, I mean, you you got no help. And um, that sequence before halftime, um, maybe that was a foul on Malik Hall. I think it was Malik Hall. But... It takes me back to the 2000, um, it must have been... It was 16. 16, um, where basically uh, Hammond fouls Valentine, and, but they get the call, and it's for free throws to win the game. And it's like, uh, um, not getting a lot of help. That's what it's like in the Big Ten on the road. Especially. But there. guess what? You don't play road games in the Big Ten on, in the NCAA tournament. Um, it's like who's just can play better basketball, and I would like to think that uh, you know MSU would have a better chance on a neutral court. Uh, that all being said, I'm desperately hoping MSU just does not have to play Purdue ever unless again this season. Unless it's in the championship game in the Big Ten tournament, that's or the Final Four. That's the only sure. Way yeah, I mean, <laughs> and even then, no, because I don't think we would win either of those. I games. wouldn't care because at that point you. would Surpass expectations, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, I I'm gonna need MSU. MSU is gonna need someone else, to, like a Rutgers, to knock out Purdue in the conference tournament um, if they want to make a you know if they have a chance of winning it. Which we're getting ahead of ourselves, but theoretically, I would just um, I just don't think that MSU is as good as Purdue with uh, the Zach Eady factor, which is a huge factor because. Like I said, he's going to be National Player of the Year. Um, he is probably the biggest guy in college basketball and happens to be the most dominant as well. So that's a scary combination. Um, so, yeah. I don't really want to beat a dead horse about the Purdue game. It Ryan it and I just, watched it together. It was, it, was, it was painful. I think most... MSU fans that watched these games know or knew that was coming. Um, and that's that. Like, on to the next. Because that's the hardest game you have on the schedule. Right. And, you know, before you might get to the postseason. So, um, let's get to uh, this coming week. Now, excuse me. Um, the next time MSU plays is uh Saturday, Saturday. MSG. Uh, they announced they announced that game as a home game for Rutgers. Correct. Uh, technically. So, what does that mean and like just to summarize what Ryan's saying, this is at Madison Square Garden, which is obviously not Rutgers' home court. Um now, you could argue Rutgers will have more fans over in that part of the country. I have a friend that's uh 
flying out there tomorrow and going to the game. And he's an MSU fan, obviously. So. Yeah, and there's going to be an MSU contingent, of course. I even considered going, but um, essentially, this is good for MSU because they aren't actually playing a true road game, and they're going to get credit for it as it were a true road game. So that's just kind of like a little um, feather in the cap, I suppose. But that all being said, you know, I I do worry about this game because um, Rutgers will have a contingency of, you know, fans there. It's not, not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be an easy game. I don't think MSU has had a lot of success at MSG. Have they won they, a single they game? They won the Sweet 16 game against uh, Virginia and then lost to UConn in the Elite Eight that one year. So that would have been Adrian Payne's senior year. Yeah, and, I mean, that team could have won it all. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't love their games at MSG. I think in the past couple of years, MSU has not shot well in um, NBA courts. That could just be total BS. I mean, you're not wrong if you go look at that uh, 2018 tournament when they lost at uh, at the Palace or what was it LCA? They lost there. I mean, they've lost a ton of games on NBA floors. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there could be so many factors at play. It could all just be a coincidence, you know. But I don't love that. I do think that getting this win would be huge. Because, like we just talked about, it would be counted as like beating Rutgers on at the rack. At the rack, and of course, it's not going to be like that. It's it's much easier than that, but it's not going to be easy. Um, I think people might say, "Hey, we just watched that Rutgers game. Um, it looks, you know, we're going to beat them." Totally, no. totally, they are. The, they didn't hit a single. That was, their, that was shot. The, one of the worst games they played all year. Yeah, and it was at the Breslin. Like, of course, you're going to have a boost from that. So. Um, I think this is a game that you could easily predict Rutgers to win. I think that it's that might actually be what I think predict. Um, but that all being said, to get this win for MSU would be another quad one win. That's you know they're as good as gold. Those um, and you know if if Malik Hall is playing, they're not having to face Zach Eady. I think this. Is I do a good like. Team. I do. I do like Cliff Amorier, but yeah, he's no Zach Eady. No, yeah, he, he, and there has been a theme this year, and we could, we could get back into that whole transfer portal discussion, but um, <laughs> MSU, like bigs on other teams, are having the time of their lives against MSU. Now that being said, I don't think the guards are having fun, and that's kind of an interesting wrinkle because. Um, the guards are the ones that are, you know, sort of initiating the sets. They're the ones that kind of run the show. It'd be like your defense is eating, but your offense can't, like, get a first down in football. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, bigs like Omori, they're going to have fun. And I think they're going to do well. But, um... I think the team that hits more shots is going to be the winner um, on Saturday. So, I don't know. Like, we have the line. We're going to make the pick. It's a Ken Palm line because we're talking Thursday. Yeah, too too far in advance. But, um, I mean, what do you think, Ryan? What do you think about this game? I, I think that MSU has a chance to win, but I, if, I, haven't, I haven't 
bet on MSU games in a while. I'd probably bet on uh, Rutgers to win. But, I, I, if, you know, it's not an easy game. Uh, Rutgers is great defensively. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, if Michigan State wants to be, you know, a legit threat in March, this is the kind of type of game you have to win, you know? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, like saying they have to win. I wouldn't say they have to win this game, but it's, it would be, if you want to be like a legitimate contender come the tournament, then this is the type of games you have to win. I know? think you're right. Um, the reason I said like the, your choice of words is they could lose this game. They could look bad and then just, you know, catch fire at the right time in March and they just go on a run and maybe they get a help with like a, a upset here or there. That's always possible, course, right? right? But what you're saying is like in a, you know, across a thousand right. um, sort of samples or, you know, <clears throat> runs, test runs of this, like on a neutral court against a an NCAA team, you would find it a pretty good sign if you could get the win here. Right. Um, I totally agree. I think this team is is a little different than last year's team. I think because they're a little more mature. Um, Joey Hauser, they need... He needs they, to do something he in needs a big to game. Be a, he needs to be a senior. Um, yeah, I'm not picking on him like it's all his fault, but you know, against Purdue, kind of a no-show... Against really good teams, he's been he's had the tendency to disappear, disappear a little bit. Um, and then you know the other senior, he's not even starting because of injury. So, and Tyson Walker is sort of a senior, and uh, he's been stepping up. But yeah, I mean, the whole team you could point to. They need to perform. Um, I think you've seen levels where they look incredible. And you've seen games where they've really come back to earth. I think that winning a game like Saturday at, at MSG would be kind of the sign that, like, this team isn't last year's team. They're a little different. Um, and aside from, like, on the road at Bloomington or against Zach Eady and Purdue, number one in the country, um, aside from those matchups, like... They can win some games. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Um, it, it's hard. Well, I, I'll make my pick in our, um, our picks against the spread. Um, I don't really know what to say here. Because you did, we just saw them play, and then this isn't a true road game, you know, in truth. It's just kind of interesting. But... Um, I don't know. I I guess it's possible we don't talk before the Maryland game. Um, so we can talk about it just for a second. We don't have to preview the whole thing. But on Tuesday, Maryland's coming to town. Um, Ryan, he might be going to that. Um, I've watched some Maryland. Watched a decent amount of their game against Indiana the other day. Um. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> I guess just quickly, at Breslin, like MSU's going to win that game. Yeah, they, absolutely, they should. Yeah, and if they didn't, it would be, be a, a big problem. alarm. Yeah, big alarm because the teams that have won at Breslin this year, Northwestern, who's 
I mean, they're six and four they're, in conference. They're, they're better than people thought they'd be for sure. And Purdue. Am I missing one? Nope, those are the only two. So, um, and so also Michigan State was out without without Malik Hall in both those games. He did not play in <clears> one of those games. That's a really good point. So yeah, um, at the present, I like MSU against everyone else on the on the the rest of the schedule. Um, of course, it's possible they'll lose a game. They probably will lose it one more at Breslin. But, you know, if you see continued, like, health from the, from, um, you know, Lee Call, Jaden Akins looks like he's totally ready to go mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I think they are hard to beat at Breslin. You saw that in their near, or their just narrow loss against Purdue. So, um, Okay. Well, Maryland, I don't. They're really not. Like they, they're not that. I don't think they're that good. They're they're a good home team, but on the road they've been pretty bad this year. Yeah, and there's a couple of interesting matchups. There's a couple of guys. They've got some. I I like uh, Julian Reese and uh, what's the guard's name? Dante Young, Scott. Young or whatever. Oh. Yeah, I like him. He's pretty good. Dante Scott's been there for like eighty years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like. There's a couple of matchups that might be interesting, but at Breslin, I think MSU is just likely to beat everyone because they're going to hit their shots and um, plays going to be going crazy. Yada yada. Nine o'clock game kind of sucks, but yeah. yeah, that is a weird. That that's interesting. They've got they've got they got the IU game at home is going to be a nine o'clock game too. So oh boy. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so yeah, I guess there's just because um, I don't want to really preview the whole Maryland game. Um, that's really all. I think this is a huge, huge, huge opportunity for MSU at Madison Square Garden, namely the the um home road thing. Now that is subject to change. I want to point they, out. No, they announced today. The net announced today. That's going to be a road game. But they I don't, I don't they, think changed, they changed it. They changed the um. Uh, oh God, what was it? Was it Penn State at the Palestra? They changed that to a home game. For Penn State? For Penn, Penn State when it was that, originally then not. not. Gonna, then they're not going to change this. If they if they set a precedent with Penn State, they're not going to change this. Well, well, I mean, you actually have a point. It's just crazy because that's like apples to yeah. oranges. And, oh, and Penn State's way farther away from Philadelphia than Rutgers is from New York. So, you know. Is it? Yeah. Penn State's State College is in the middle of nowhere. I'm 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 genuinely curious now. So yeah, well, I in my head was imagining the Penn State Palestra presence. They had the, when I went. I went there when MSU played them there, and th- there was a, a lot of Penn State fans there. But there was, I would say, it was like sixty-five thirty-five fan split. Interesting. Well, that, yeah, it's pretty cool. You went to that game. Um, not. A great result. Not a great game, but yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well, how about you uh, dive into the football team real quick? All right. Um, you're, you're still I, like I'm still looking this up, and I am curious now. I need to know this, or else I'm going to be annoyed by it. <laughs> uh, come on, load. Yeah, it's like three hours away. So, not even close. Fascinating. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, MSU gets a commitment from Phil Davis on the second National Signing Day. Uh, kind of a late riser. Uh, got ranked 
I think he's number 800. Uh, he got a big bump. He's a DB from Florida. So, uh, hopefully a guy who was under the radar in MSU can make look decent. N- nothing really notable uh, lately. Uh, they had uh, the new defensive line coach, uh, Reynolds, meet with the media for the first time today. Um, apparently he got a one-year deal worth five hundred grand. So, hopefully his recruiting prowess is very good because David Stone came for a visit again this past weekend, the five-star number four player in the nation from Oklahoma. So, um, if MSU can pull him along with by Job, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma fans are going to lose their absolute minds considering <laughs> they're already pissed off about this. Uh, so I don't know who in their right mind would want to live in Michigan. Yeah, oh, my God. Says the person from Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, uh, uh, not a lot of self-awareness there. Um, but, yeah, so really nothing too groundbreaking, but uh, that's the stuff. And uh, I'm going to botch this guy's name. But Shimdi Ono committed to Penn State. He was a four-star recruit for the 23 class. Wound up going to Penn State. Uh, MSU was probably the second team in that, and he just wanted to stay closer to home, so that kind of sucks. Um, but, yeah, really nothing going on big football-wise. They've been doing workouts for, I think, three, four weeks now. Um, all, the guy, all the guys that transferred in are on campus, same with the early enrollees, so hopefully they're getting work in. We'll see what happens in the spring. I would assume they're going to start the quarterback competition then. Yeah, it's about all the football news that I've got. Well, can we talk about for a second that um, what's the the senior bowl or something? Oh, Jaden Reed, yeah. Um, Jaden Reed and Bryce Berenger at the senior bowl for kind of like a thing for NFL scouts. Jaden Reed, I've seen, is just getting praise everywhere. Uh, I would assume he's he's definitely going to get picked now. Uh, there was people that were wondering maybe he might fall to undrafted status. I would be shocked if he doesn't get picked now. I've seen nothing but high praise for him there. Uh, can, I think he's going to be a steal for somebody. Can I ask, three. Um, these, like, the the secondary guys he's going against in these they're little good, They're good players. They're, like, guys who are also trying yes. to go. And is it in their best interest to be looking good out there? Of course, obviously. So, I, well... I know that almost sounds stupid, but, like, I'm wondering, like, how, like, going through the motions they are. Because I see some of these clips, and Reed is just, like, murdering these guys. And it's like, are they trying 100% or, you know, so probably is the answer? Yeah, okay. I assume so. So he's really standing out because, um, I, I mean, I, I, too, have seen various neutral, you know, guys who are probably just NFL guys are saying, like, this MSU wide receiver is having a day, and like you, know, we've seen the clips. He's um, kind of embarrassing some of these um, corners. Yeah, corners. I don't. I was gonna say some safeties maybe, but um, yeah, that and Behringer, uh who I think he's gonna make. A, he's fans, gonna make a lot of money, which is pretty, in the NFL. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, That's a dream job, to be honest with you. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no lie, I am jealous because I 
if I could go back in time, like put all my eggs in the kicking basket, like, would have been through football. That's not a bad gig yeah. over there. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of people have found a way to make it, like, hey, we this past season really sucked. You know that sort of side of it. Like, why aren't we maximizing these? You know, these talents. But what is your thought on that? Kind of hard. You're talking about Jaden Reed this past year. Kind of hard when he's injured and uh, getting double teamed every single play. I mean. So he was injured. He He was hurt. He was hurt. He missed like three or four games. Yeah, you're right. Um, Was it that Western game? Yeah, he got hurt in the Western. No, in the Akron game he got hurt. It was Akron, you're right. Um, Because I saw that play, that dude. Yeah, he fell into the bench, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it didn't look good. And I was, like, worried. I remember. Um, okay. So, whatever. It's the off season. That's kind of cool, though, for Spartan fans to see guys. And um, most likely, both of them will be playing on Sundays. Yep. So, um, to the future, we will look, but not today. Um, let's get to our picks. Now, this truly is... Um, <laughs> this is a unique this day. Is something else. <laughs> so Ryan, he had a great um betting week in real life. He made some money, and he said before we checked, he's like, "I'm pretty sure I did well because I actually did well in real life." Um, and he was correct. He went six one and two, and we both had a push on the um, Purdue Michigan game. game, and that was based on the Ken Palm line we had. So whatever, but. Um, six one and two, good week. He's up to fifteen one and ten. Now me on the other hand, I had probably the worst week since we've started this. I went one one and seven, just barely got one betting win. Um, and now I'm under five hundred on the season at twelve one and thirteen. Is that math? Yep, that math works out. So anyway, let's get to it. Our first two lines are gonna be Caesar Sportbook. Um, Ohio State's hosting Wisconsin. Seven and a half point favorites are the Buckeyes. I put real money on this the first second I saw it. I bet Wisconsin, and by the way, Wisconsin's up right now, so. Oh. Um, yeah, I think Ryan's probably spot on here. This line seems so weird to me. It's a very interesting, uh, like, Wisconsin hasn't been great. Don't get me wrong. They've kind of had some issues, but. Seven and Ohio a half State is I, I don't get it. I the they they're high on metrics and like they're they're eleven and ten. At some point are we just gonna say, hey, they're losing all these games, they're not very good, which I've been saying for like two weeks now. They're not a good team. I mean Um, you have been saying that, you're right. Uh so yeah, I'm putting money on Wisconsin and so are you. Or I'm making the pick. I, I I put I did put money on Wisconsin. Yeah. That pick's looking good right now, so Okay. Um, Northwestern, they're hosting Michigan. Northwestern's four-point favorites. Um, what do you think, Ryan? I put money on Michigan in real life, and I had Dickinson over 15.5 points. So, <laughs> I'm picking um, Michigan. All right, fair enough. I'm going to go with Northwestern. Um, part of me thinks that um, Michigan's a good pick, but it's only four, and it's a home team that's, I think, definitively better yeah, they're, I think they're a better team than Michigan is. So, we'll we'll have to wait and see how that pans out, but I'm going to pick against you. All right, Rutgers. They are 
in quote, hosting the Spartans at Madison Square Garden. Um, Rutgers are six-point favorites, and I, this is our first Ken Pop I think is going to cover that. I think that's a little bit too high. I'm going to agree with you, and I think that it's possible Rutgers wins but doesn't cover six. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. All right, Iowa hosting Illinois. <laughs> Iowa's three-point favorites. This, we got to tell the backstory of this game, right? Go ahead. So, uh... Illinois student section was, uh, they said they bought seats through a, as, what did they say? They said that they bought like 200 seats at, with a, with a group package and Iowa like denied them to, yeah, yeah they, they, shut they, it down. they shut it down and then Iowa came out. I was ripping Iowa when this first came out, but Iowa came out and said, uh, that Illinois acted like they were from like the boys and girls club of some city in Illinois or something like that. Mm. So they voided the tickets so, oh, and they okay. donated them to uh, some boys and girls club in like Cedar Rapids, Iowa or something. So in, at, in the end here, Illinois student section kind of comes out looking like the bad guy here, but they said they didn't know that they were getting a discount on the tickets when they bought them. Ah, uh, well that's a, I actually didn't know the second part. I didn't. Yeah, hear. that came out late last night, and I, I I figured that was the most Iowa thing ever to do because Gary Barda, their AD, is a massive douchebag. Right, it seems like something he would do. So, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, if in hindsight, it does look like the Illinois student section was trying to pull a fast one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Illinois is pretty good. And they just kind of like got a little, they've, they're kind of going on a run and they've got some juice. And I think this is the kind of like come back to earth kind of game. You go down to Iowa, you know, yeah. you don't hit some shots. Right. Iowa will like, blow you out. Yeah. Like murder they, you. They destroyed Northwestern on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I'm picking Iowa as well. Oh, my God. My computer just froze. But I've got that. So... Indiana hosting Purdue, um, whom are three point favorites on the road. I'm gonna pick IU here. I think they might win this game straight up. Whoa! Here's a hot take. Um, go ahead and explain why. Uh, Indiana plays really well at home. Besides, obviously, that Northwestern game. Um, Jalen Hutchinson has kind of been on a hot streak, and Trace Jackson Davis has been a beast lately. I think he can hang with Edie and. Obviously, it's a rivalry game. I use a home dog, and I think that they can straight up win the game. All right, here's my thinking. Um, I do agree with all of you, all the things you said. I actually like my gut was to go there, but um, Purdue kind of owns this rivalry right now, and um, Trace is. I mean, I I guess he's gonna be guarding eighty. That's easy fouls against Trace. He goes to the bench like it's it's, it's also at IU though. So are we sure Purdue's going to get the calls they usually get? I don't think so. Not not that, not, at, point, not at not at not at Assembly Hall. At but I don't think that's mattered in recent years. I don't know the record off top, but I know that Purdue has been kind of dominating this rivalry. Yeah. Well, IU's also been dog Bad. trash for well, the last five. I years. think like objectively, Purdue's better. Um, this is at 
Assembly Hall. So I think Purdue's a better team, but I just like the home team here. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna go with uh, Purdue to cover. Um, and you've been doing better than me, so you know, don't um, let me dissuade you. Okay. Minnesota's hosting Maryland, who are nine point favorites. Uh, yeah, just give me Maryland here. They play well at home, and Minnesota just dog trash. Yeah, it's hard for me. They've been burning me over and over. It's hard for me to pick Minnesota for anything, to be honest. Um, Michigan hosting the Buckeyes, who are somehow a point favorite. Yeah, give me Michigan here. Yeah. Easy, easy pick. That's, I totally agree. I hope that's the line in real life. I probably bet on that. Um, Nebraska. They're hosting Penn State. Penn State, two-point favorites on the road. Nebraska's kind of been playing like crap lately, and I think Penn State can win this game on the road. Give me Penn State. Totally agree. All right, last one. Wisconsin, they're hosting Northwestern. Wisconsin's one-point favorite on – or as home, at home. Um, but that's basically like a pick em. What do you think? Pick Wisconsin here. Uh, they're the home team. I don't know. I, I know defense travels with Northwestern, but I think this is a game that Wisconsin can win. Yeah, it is just a pick em. So I'm going to agree with you. All right. Uh, that's it for the picks, I guess. So. Yeah, it's a shorter one. Um, mostly because like, this was an off week for the basketball team, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we've said it already on this podcast. Um. It's not like I think MSU has any chance of putting the Big Ten. Yeah, right? that's been done for a while. Yeah. So, you might get luck in your your path in the Big Ten tournament, but again, I don't. It's not a game or a tournament. I really see them winning either, to be honest. Um, but maybe. It's basically get healthy, um, find some more rhythm, find some more confidence and identity um, for March at this point. Uh, I know it feels weird for Michigan State fans to just like give up on the banner. And it's not like I'm giving up on a Big Ten tournament banner. I think it's possible. But let's be real. Um, in the small event, MSU wins the the small chances um the MSU wins the Big 10 tournament but they don't make it out of the second weekend do you think people are no please no no so it really just comes down to the tournament at this point um make the second weekend and if you are Michigan State under Izzo sucks. at the second weekend you've got a chance um you've got a chance to do something at least so anyway um that's all I really have. Uh, I'm optimistic, but I really do think Saturday is going to be telling. Yeah, it's if, if MSU narrowly loses, I, I can that's fine. That, yeah. But if it's kind of like a bad game to watch and MSU loses, um, I'll be concerned. I def- it, Rutgers is a good team, but I'll be concerned. Um, it would be huge for their resume to get this win. Rutgers is, like I said, quad one. That's a really, really good um, win to have on your resume. So, you got anything else, Ryan? I think that pretty much sums everything up. All right, perfect. Well, 
Until we talk next time, go green. Go white. Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State.